thing. Oh, you a SoundCloud rapper? You just blow up then. <laughs> no, bro, bro. People be making it on SoundCloud. No, I'm not, bro. I'm just, I just put myself on there. Like, barely anybody listens to it. You said barely anybody barely listens, listens to it? Barely listens to it. Yeah, I just put myself out there. And every few years. Right now, like... Look, the biggest podcast where you can learn them lessons. Line for line where you can learn from different sections. Made it out the mud. Come tell your story. Blessings. Never know who listening, never know who's stressing. Devon gave you a voice, can speak your honest truth. Line for line, go ball for ball, it's up to you. Wanna talk sports, gov, and politics? Wanna talk about where you from and your accomplishments? The line for line is really where you need to be. A platform that's really made for folks like you and me. You can find it all no matter what you seek. Whether you calling or you listening, tune in every week. And just like that, we're back in another episode of Line for Line. A very fast young man in the building, one of the fastest I've ever seen. I'll let him introduce himself to the world. What's up, everybody? My name is TJ Williams. Um, I'm a strength coach right now for uh, Puma Baseball Academy here in Kenosha. And I'm also a strength coach for Carthage Men's Basketball at this time as well. Um, born and raised in Kenosha. You know, went to Bradford. Yes, uh, sir. Played football. Yeah. Ran track. That's where the speed comes from. Um, you know, I actually got a full ride to uh, play play football at Madison. Mm-hmm. You know, um, played there for about two and a half years, and then got out of it, and then um, just kind of started working and trying to start start figuring out life. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, years down the road, it was like, why not get back to what I love, and it's athletics, yes, right? Sir. Sports performance. So yeah. that's where I am today, and you know where I, you know, who TJ is. So. Yeah. So I'll, before we get ready to start, I just want to tell the fans, this is crazy right now to be sitting across from you, bro, because obviously. You were a senior when I was a freshman at Bradford, you know, right. and we would go to weightlifting for football and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Just the work ethic that you used to put in there and, like, how fast you were. You had, like, me and several other people just in awe. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure your picture is still up there in the weight room right now, too, right? I think it is. Because was it, was it Max Devil or Super Devil that you reached? Which level was it? Do you remember? Super. I graduated in 2011, so I yeah, feel a little bit knows? old right now. Yeah. I actually asked one of the Bradford kids if they were still up there, and he's like, I think they took them down. No, I was, I was like, what? Dang, that's crazy. That tradition was taken down. Yeah, huh? my yeah, most I heard all the pictures are down. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Though. That was crazy. Like, you, Marvin Wynn, a bunch of legendary yeah. people were on there. You yeah, know? Melvin. Yeah. Ray, just being yeah. able to be that close, like, working out, seeing you and all that, too. I'm yeah. like, just amazed by definitely. everything. And it's so good to see you again. Most sir, definitely. Seriously. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. So just tell us a little bit how you got into sports, though, because a lot of people want to know that. Uh, sports, I mean, you know, being a kid, just always being. Mainly because of the friends around me, you know, mm-hmm. like in the neighborhood. Like we would just always see kids, you know, playing basketball. Hey, can we play? Mm-hmm. And it just started, right? So basketball was my first love. Um, played football starting at age six, you know, basketball same age probably. Yeah. And, you know, just got into – got went from there. And then when I got to middle school, you know, I didn't even know what track was. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I, you know, uh, I thought you were like, like coached up from you know, the time I, you were born. No, I was, you know, I just had a gift. I was fast, you know. I was always, I was always skinny. Had a fast metabolism. Yeah, and I was always running around. So yeah, track became uh, one of the big things in my life. So we started to focus on it. You know, even like towards the end of middle school, it was like, man, I could really do something with this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then when I got to high school, I was still playing all three sports, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was a sophomore, I was I cut it down to just football and just track. <laughs> And that's what I focused on. So my God. So it's safe to say you were always one of the fastest around? Most likely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, right. since eighth grade, I would say, yeah, it was probably the fastest. Yeah, and definitely. what position did you play on football? 
Wide receiver. Nice. Yeah. nice. Obviously, I know. I just want them to know. But yeah, just tell yeah, us yeah. a little bit about your experiences playing receiver at Bradford. Um, it was good, man. I uh, as a freshman, you know, got in there and started playing JV. So it was like, all right, we, you know, we have about eight or nine guys that were freshmen that were good enough to play JV, mm-hmm. and then also pseudo for varsity. So as a freshman, it was cool to see all the different levels playing, you know, with the sophomores Mm -hmm. and then suiting up for those varsity games and just seeing like how big of an atmosphere it was and like the Friday night lights and, you know, seeing these older kids, you know, how like you you saw me in that light, right? Like when I was a freshman, I'm looking at the seniors, I'm like, dang, that's going to be me one day. Like Mm -hmm. it just kind of blew my mind, right? And then, um, you know, sophomore year, already starting on varsity, you know, already playing, you know, and, uh, you know, with kids like Justin Abilotti, Deion Franklin, you know, like. Kids, great kids and great athletes and um, really just building a friendship with the team and whatnot. I think that's what really drew me in was just the camaraderie and having all these guys around, you know, and like building like this bond, like this family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, from there, you know, junior year and senior year, we turned the program around. You know, we still we still had coach Bartholomew. Mike Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. Um, my junior year, Steve Jerichovic was the yep. uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we were, we were, we were great. We were nice throwing, throwing offense. Um, I think we went nine and three, went third round in the playoffs. It was awesome. Right. Um, and then my senior year, we changed coaches, right? Bartholomew went to Oak Creek and we got Jack Kennedy, who was a great coach, but he would, you already know he's a power running offense, right? And I'm a receiver. Yeah. So it was, it was tough. Like when I first found out like, oh, he runs like the, the wing T, you know, like, uh, you know, you got a, a back behind the quarterback. You got a back on the side of uh, the tight end, and another, another back. back yep. You know, that back. was like Cody Brady, Tory Tyson, around yeah. your senior year, right? Was it or um, no, well, Charlie, right? Charlie Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Charlie. Charlie Davidson. I would play the wing. We had Jake Zulsdorf would even mm-hmm. play the wing. Um, we had Marcel Tyler at the other receiver at the time. Um, but yeah, it was a totally different offense. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to become a running back. Pretty yeah. much. So it was pretty much split between you know runs and getting a few passes here and there. Pete Jerichovic, Steve's brother, was now the yep. quarterback. So it was a little bit different, but same record. We went nine and three, third round in the playoffs. Hey, so it was, but it was a good year, man. And like you can't be mad at that having a winning season two years like that when I'm pretty sure my sophomore year of varsity team was three and six. Oh no, you know. So it was definitely a, a nice turnaround, nice change. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't trade it, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. I had a great time playing for Bradford. And then you got to take your talents up to Wisco. So tell us a little bit about yeah. what that was like, because that's big lights for a high schooler to right. just go to Madison like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it all started really uh, after my junior year, you know, having the big, you know, passing and receiving year, excuse me. Um, I was invited to a junior day. So I went out to the junior day and, you know, they had us do drills. They had us do seven on sevens, mm-hmm. you know, work out with the coaches and whatnot. And then they also had us run like, you know, combine drills. So five ten five, um, the L drill, and then also a 40. So my 40, I, I killed it. You know, me being fast, I ran like a four three seven. Oh my God. So I think it was like a week or two later, I got a, co- got a call from Coach Bielema already offering me. So before my senior season, I knew I was going to go play for Madison, right? Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Fast forward, yep, so you graduate, and a week later, it's off to Madison. Like yeah. June, I think it was June 8th. I was already up there, right? Um, I was 165 pounds. Oh, my know, gosh. Going in. Yeah. You know, just got a track, so I had already lost a little bit from football. I had never really been over 170. Oh, really? Yeah, in my life. What they want point. you at, like 185, 186? Say again? What did they want you at? 
they probably wanted me at like 180, mm-hmm. you know, like 180, 185. And I remember getting there and we weighed and it was like 159. Oh my and God. Like, like, oh my gosh. I'm small. <laughs> they put some Pop Tarts in yeah, your hands right exactly. there. <laughs> so, but that whole summer, three months later, you know, I was 190 pounds. Oh, wow. It's the, the workouts, the meal plan that they put you on. Um, you're not really doing anything but working out and hanging out with the guys, playing video games in the hotel, you know, like mm-hmm. just chilling these three months, getting to know the city. So it was really just eat, eat, eat and work out, work out, work out. Right. So um, by that point, you know, I had gotten big enough, but I was not good enough yet. To oh, be, no, really? Yeah, to be a receiver. Even like, though you dominated it down. Even though I dominated in, you know, at Bradford. I didn't think, I mean, I knew for a fact that I wasn't good enough. And I mean, they knew I wasn't good enough, but it was, it was also like, you got to look at who do we have already coming in there. These kids have been there for three, four years. So we mm-hmm. had Kyle Jefferson. I don't know if people know these names, Nick Toon, David Gilry, who doesn't Isaac know Nick Anderson, Toon? you know, like, yeah. so we had some great receivers. So I knew I was going to have to take some time. Um, but that first year, you know, you get to suit up for the home games. So you get to, you get to feel the atmosphere. You can see how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just opened my eyes to see how fast the game was, right? Yeah. Um, and in my sophomore year, got to play, but it was mostly special teams. You know, it was like kickoff, kick return, punts, oh, punts return. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just doing that, doing those type of, uh, you know. TJ Hester? <laughs> trying, trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played a little bit, man. And then um, it was spring, spring ball the following year. That's when things kind of went downhill for me. Just like, just wasn't getting along with the coaches. Uh, Mainly my wide wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wide receivers coach. He was, he was a good coach. I felt, but it seemed like we just weren't on the same page at times. And eventually, that relationship started to get broken. And I was like, you know what? I played cornerback in high school as well. well let me see if I can play cornerback or safety because I, I I could see the depth chart. I could see who we were going against during practice. I felt like I had a better chance to play, mm-hmm. you know, right away this next year. Um, and when I brought it up to the coaches, it kind of got shot down. Oh, so no. the actual head coach now, Paul Chris of the Badgers, he was the quarterback's coach at the time. And he thought I was too valuable at receiver and didn't want to let me go over defense. And it probably took me like maybe a month or two later when I was like, you know what? I feel like this isn't for me. So, yeah, I ended up getting out, man. Just like, you know, cold turkey. You know, I'm done. So just kind of cut everything. Not a lot of people know the story. A lot of people think, you know, I was cut or, you know, I got in trouble. It it wasn't like that, man. I just just decided, you know, this this isn't the life that I want. I'm not exactly having having fun like I used to in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times I tell people, you know, you got to think when you – construct a college team right especially a football team 100 guys right you have all the best players from those high school teams coming together right Mm -hmm. so like you have all these different egos all these different mindsets all these different talents right different calibers different agendas uh, different agendas exactly um a lot of different factors going into it and i felt like i never fit in you know, I had friends on the team, of course, mm-hmm. but overall, I just never felt like I was in the right place. So it's tough looking back when, you know, you had offers from here and there. And it's like, man, I could have went I could have gone anywhere. Yeah, I could have gone anywhere that I wanted to. I also could have ran track instead of play football. <laughs> you know, like there's just things you could have could have done differently, um, which, yeah, you look back on. But. I can't say I regret that decision fully because I did get to play for the Badgers. I did get to experience, you know, that big college football, you know, mm-hmm. lifestyle. And it was awesome. I wouldn't yeah. trade for anything. So. so when you did get there, when was it that you realized 
I'm not in high school anymore. I'm not at Bradford anymore. The speed has definitely changed. It's not the same anymore. When was it that you realized that? Um, I would say it wasn't even the first year. It was it was mainly that that second year, like even just my first play, uh, running down on a kickoff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And I think it was Northern Illinois, and just getting blasted. Oh no, I got blasted right at first first play, my first college play ever, and. That's when I knew I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, this is, this is a whole different, whole different level. Because we hadn't had any game speed, you know. Mm-hmm. Practice is practice, but you know, in a kickoff and kick return, you don't really do that full speed during practice. That'd be kind of stupid. You yeah, get people hurt. So yeah, it was just it was a big eye opener for me. But, what would you yeah. say your highlight was of being on the Madison team? Um, my highlight of being on the Madison team, man. Um. I wouldn't really say there was like one big high point or one big low point. I would say the highlight of it was just having the overall experience, just having that experience. Because I know a lot of people never make it to that level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would kill to make it to that level, to have a full ride. Um, And, you know, I I actually made it. I actually got there. So Mm -hmm. Now, with there being thousands of people who are just like you and are maybe in the current situation now on the college team, what would be the piece of advice that you would give them to either make the decision to say this isn't for me or to stick it out and keep going? Right, right. Um, I would say just, you know, sit down with yourself um, and really, really, really reevaluate what you want to do in life, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because not everything is sports. And I think a lot of times a lot of us kind of get burned out. Right. I mean, like I said, I started playing sports at age six. That was football, football, football for 16, I mean, 14 years Mm -hmm. for a long time. Right. Um, And you just kind of have to think, like, is this really what I want to keep doing? You know, Um, but overall, yeah, I would just say truly try to reevaluate within yourself, then with your parents, with your friends um, and just just. Start exploring other options because it's not it's not always like this is what you have to do. And I feel like a lot of times when you get to that level, you feel like you're trapped. You feel like you're boxed in like Mm -hmm. you. Oh, now now everyone's relying on you to get to the league. Right. Like forget all those pressures. You know what? Do what's right for you. Make a decision that's right for you. And I feel like you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. What was that feeling like, though? Because I remember seeing you at Bradford. Everyone, this cat's going to the league. He's up next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was that feeling like for you? Um, it was weird, man. I've, I've never been a cocky person. I've never been like, I mean, sure, the limelight's great and all, but, uh, I've always, you know, humbled myself. Like I always put myself in other shoes, you know, I always, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to just be the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and not try to look at it like I'm some great freak athlete, you know, like, you know, like, cause I mean, people put me on a pedestal. I mean, mm-hmm. they really did, you know, even in high school, it was, it was weird. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm no, I'm no more special than you. Like we were the same. Like yeah. I just, I just worked, excuse my language. I worked my ass off mm-hmm. in high school. Like, I mean, you know it. I mean, yeah. we didn't do nothing but, but lift, you know, work on ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it was lifting, whether it was getting there at 5 a.m. to do speed workouts, you know, after school we're in there, it didn't matter. We yeah. were always there, right? Um, so, yeah. How was it and when was it that you transitioned the strength training into it to become your just your own boss or just become this entity of a fitness professional? Sure. Um, like I said, you know, when I got out of football, I just started working. Um, and when I moved back to Kenosha, that was 2015, it took a few years for me to truly find what I wanted to do. I was working, you know, 
jobs like FedEx and being a mailman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've, dude, I've done it all. <laughs> you I ever was, worked I was a factory? Mo- I was a movie theater manager. Um, yeah, I was all types of things. Yeah. It's all over the place. And then um was like, yo, why not go back to athletics? This is something that you love. I finally got back into lifting. I mean, I took a hiatus. I mean, like I said, you get burned out. Yeah. You get tired of it. So my fitness even fell, everything. Um, so I think I was 27. So 2017, that's when I just, everything turned around. Like I started lifting again and, you know, muscle memory, it came back quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, I think someone mentioned something to me at the gym I was going to in Racine Experience Fitness. Someone just mentioned like, uh, like, are you training? Or like, you should be a personal trainer. Like your form is perfect. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I've actually thought about it, but never like, you know, took that step. So I was I started to look into it. I got certified as a personal trainer. Um and I did that for about two years, just just roaming. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I never I never wanted to work for a big box gym. Oh really? Never. I never wanted to be an anytime fitness trainer. I, it's just not something I wanted to do because I knew my income would be limited, right? I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I wanted to own my own business. Um so it was really slow in the beginning. And then yeah, about two years ago, got an offer. You know, I went to school with uh, a girl named Melissa Roberts. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a softball pitcher. She was, I'm pretty sure they won state at Bradford. Um, she gave me a call and asked what I was doing. She knew I was training, but they needed a trainer at Puma Baseball Academy, right? So I went, I interviewed, I liked the guys, uh, I liked the idea of it, and that's how it really got started. And I mean, it was the perfect time, too, because I was kind of questioning, you know, should I continue do continue to do this personal training thing when I don't really don't have that many clients. I don't I'm not in a gym per se. I don't have my own facility. Um so it came at the perfect time and I mean, I was just staying true to who I was. You know, I'm the same person as I was in high school and just posting a little content here and there and good thing it came across the right eyes and you know, I got that opportunity. So yeah, sir. Yeah, now like, there's two things that you said that stood out just for me in my lifestyle and what I have going on. Mm-hmm. It was the fact of burning out and having your fitness decline, you know? Me, I was like at the top of my like weightlifting and the fit guy and everything like that. But then life just started happening to me, you know, and like having a kid, having to work full time as opposed to go to school and maybe work mm-hmm. 10 to 15 hours a week, you know, so you can spend two to three hours in a gym or however many days you go, whatever the case may be. Sure. What is it that you would give to that person like that who's experiencing things like that on how to keep their head on strong and know you can reach these um, results? Sure. Um, it's kind of like I was saying before, uh, you kind of have to sit down and, and evaluate, right? You got to reevaluate. You got to sit down and look at where your habits are. Mm-hmm. I think that's number one. Um, when I started personal training, I, you know, started learning everything about the mind, even like behaviors. Mm-hmm. Be- the the biggest change is like your behaviors and your habits, what you're doing on a daily basis. Um, that's going to be number one. Like that's what I would focus on first before like. Oh, let me focus on my fitness, mm-hmm. right? Or my health declining. Well, let me look. Let me go deeper and see, like, what what's actually causing those things to be bad. And it's usually yourself. It's usually yourself. It's what what bad habits yep. have you have yep. you developed, right? Um, even and that goes not just eating, not just your nutrition. I mean, that's sleep. That's how much work you're taking on. How stressed are you? How do you handle that stress, right? There's just so many factors that 
I would say try to go deep and try to find out what it is inside yourself that you can see that's wrong, Mm -hmm. right? That what am I doing on a daily basis that could be that could be better suited, right? Uh, Better suited for my time. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Yes, sir. How is it that people go about contacting you to become on your team of your fitness? Sure, you can hit me up uh, TJ Williams Fit on Instagram. Otherwise, just Troy Williams on Facebook. You can find me as well. Nice. And what type of discounts, pricing, what is it that you offer? How How is it that you personalize that? Um, usually, like my personal training sessions um, for adults is anywhere from like 40 to $60 an hour, mm-hmm. depending on past injuries or goals or whatever it might be. That's just for an hour session. Um, high school athletes, it's $35 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's, that's mainly what I focus on is the high school kids, um, and group training with a lot of these kids and all these high school teams around the area. That's kind of what I've been focusing on. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm sort of transitioning to, into, uh, being a, a health coach. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've noticed, you know, being a personal trainer and strength, strength coach as well, um, I'm looking for other ways to obviously boost my income, right? And being a health coach, I've noticed it's it can be a much better route for people because really all people need is an accountability coach. Mm-hmm. They don't need a personal trainer. They don't need somebody sending them workouts every single day or this or that. They need somebody to say, "Hey, send me what you're send me a photo of what you're eating." You know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then also follow these guidelines. Go to sleep by 9 p.m. You know, um, do this. You know, just have these, these, check these things off. And by the end of the day, you know, report back to me. Let me know if you did all those things. Yes, sir. Right? Like, that's that's kind of what I'm transitioning to, um, especially after this off season and the next month uh, for Puma. That's what I want to be focusing on to, you know, really supplement that income. So, yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm doing at this moment. I'm just super excited to work out with you as well, too, because like I said, we're going to do the vlog part as well, too. Yeah. And with this, me creating content, being on YouTube, I just like to give people the real and authentic me. You know, I want to be able to show people that you, you, you can come back. You know, you don't really have to just dwell on, oh, I got out of shape or I stopped working out. Like, it's never too late, you know. Right. And one thing that I always realized, like, it was me holding myself back. I never say, oh, man, I, I can't go to the gym because I got work or whatever the case may be. It's me holding myself back. If that's yeah. what it is that I want to do and need to do, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I'll, I'll find time for it and put it in my day, day-to-day basis, you know. And right. I'm done holding myself back you know it's I a mindset change hold myself accountable and really live the right yeah. way in the right healthy way right and that's why i was just thankful that you reached back out to me and was like hey we could get started this day this price whatever the case may be and yeah like i said i'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure i give it my all you know especially of course with the cameras rolling as well too i got to have to show them <laughs> like the good the bad and the ugly yeah. you know because oftentimes yeah. people who like create content and all that they only want you to see the good part you they know they want to see the good they, right. they don't want to show you them and they're working their ass off like you said yeah. in the gym putting in the grind to look good you know because the one thing someone always told me, they said, everyone wants to look good, but no one wants to work for it, you know? And right. that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to look good and work for it as well, too, you yeah. know? Not just, oh, I want to look good, but it, not take any of the necessary steps. Yeah, nobody wants to go through the struggle. Nobody wants to showcase that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, man, it's a mindset change. Yes, once, once you say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to do it, what you just did. You got to stick to it. Yes, sir. And believe in yourself that you can get back to where you want to be. Of course. Right. That being said, young man, we just wrapped up an amazing episode of Line for Line. We appreciate you for sliding. You calling or you listening? Tune in every week. Line for Line. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Line for Line.